Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all of your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is Gautam. Hello, hello. This week, we have another wave of brand new Weekly Shonen Jump manga, starting with a Spokan, that's a sports manga, called Green, Green, Greens, which is all about golf. We're also going to talk about another new sports manga where a vampire plays shogi called Ban-O. And we'll finish it off with our winter quarter discussion of One Piece. That's up to chapter 1100, so stick around. All right. Let's talk about the new weekly Shonen Jump sports manga called Green, Green, Greens. This is story and art by Kento Terasaka. Um, this was published on Sunday. This is chapter one. Um, how did you feel about this, Gautam? Because I liked this quite a bit, actually. You know, uh, all of our sports manga today, and I guess recently, have been doing it right. They, yeah. They're, start, they're starting out with like a character focus, which is... Uh, really perfect because I really don't care about golf or many of these sports, but yeah, this golf, is like rugby, the ice hockey, yeah. don't care. But like making me care about the character is a perfect hook into making me care uh, care about the sport itself. And I love Green Green Greens. I thought it was uh the first chapter was great. It was mm-hmm. very solid. Yeah, what did you I, think? I I definitely liked it a lot too. And it's interesting you said that that I I was trying to figure out earlier why. Weekly Shonen Jump has not really had a big sports manga running in it since, I don't even know, like, Hi- was Hayekyo in, in Weekly Shonen Jump? I don't even know. I think that was in Shonen uh, yeah. Jump. Um, yeah, Hayekyo was in Jump, I think. Okay, then it's like Hayekyo was like the last one, and there hasn't, the modern world is less interested in sports, maybe, or, here's my theory. I think, I think they happened to be in sort of a low point, and then COVID happened, and no one could play sports for like, a year and a oh. half or two years. Yeah. They didn't want to publish any of those. I think because, I mean, this year, the sports manga have been really good. Like MMA, which is mixed martial arts. That's a weird, different sport that I have never watched really or care about. But Martial Master Asumi, MMA manga in Weekly Shonen Jump is really good. Um, I don't care about ice hockey, but Dogs Red, which we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, also really good. Uh, what was the mm-hmm. other one? Oh, Rugby Rumble, which... Yeah. Also, really good. I don't care. I've never seen a rugby game in my life. I do not know the rules. I'm learning along with it. Rugby Rumble, also really good. This, Green Green Greens. I have played golf. Let's see. I've gone to putt-putt my fair share of times, and then I have played actual real golf once in my life. It was fun. But you, you've gone to a, a, a one of the batting ranges, right? Like I've uh, never... No, the- so... Yeah, so I've never been to, like, what's the... What's the big one? Top golf. Top golf. Is, yeah, is what the one near us is called. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never been there. People say it's fun, but no, I've like so I have no attachment to any of these sports. But I think like all four of these sports manga this year, kind of in the second half, are have been really good. Like I am fully into all of like they all of in the sort of top half of stuff that's come out this year for me. Yeah, me too. And it's I the your mention of COVID. I think that's spot on. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, like uh. If you think about Yuru Camp, right, like mm-hmm. camping supplies, all that shit, all those sales went up astronomically after the anime something came out. Something you can do by yourself. Hit. Yeah, something you yeah. can do or with a small group of people that doesn't, you know, not gone public for it. So, yeah. And and the fact is you can play a lot of these sports during COVID, but I like 
the manga markets a sport and the sport markets the manga. So mm-hmm. it's it's like a synergistic in that way. And uh, now, now it's possible again. So this is yeah. the time of sports anime. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about chapter one. Just go over it. Um, sure. We meet our main character who is a second year high school student, Haku Yaisaki. Um, he's sort of, he's shown, and I think this is good foreshadowing for later, he's shown to be like, a pretty athletic guy, though he isn't, I think, in any sports clubs, who kind of surrounds himself with other athletes. I think one of his friends is like a swimming champ. Another one of his friends he meets up with later we see is like a base, like is getting scattered by baseball. Um, and he kind of positions himself as the like, I'm, I'm going to be the guy who was friends with all the stars, you know, like, oh, I knew that guy growing up. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of Haku's claim claim to fame here. Um, we also, I will say. For the appeal of the manga, this is like page four or something. The author is just like, I'm just going to draw the beautiful girl main character in a swimsuit dripping wet. And you know what? Weekly Shonen Jump is for 14 year old boys. And this is this keeps your reader's eyes on the page, in my opinion. So I, this is very smart. Um, True. And I I think and not to get ahead of ourselves. I, I think she's a good character. Like uh, she is, which is yeah. them, both of which them are great. I, I yeah. yeah. When I was first reading this, I got to this page and I was like, OK, well, I guess maybe it's going to be this kind of thing where, you know, the girl's going to be, you know, sexualized or whatever. But no, she's like a really interesting character the rest of the chapter. Uh, but I also think like this is something maybe that Tenmaku Cinema missed out on, right? Like that's a, the Tenmaku Cinema guys were the the duo who did Shokugeki no Soma, which is a very edgy series. And then Tenmaku just didn't have any of that. This author is, I think, I think this is a smart panel. I hate to be like, oh, drawing an attractive girl. Of course it's smart. But like, drop this early on. And again, you've got people interested. You go, oh, I want to see more of her in that situation. So, um, and then the author's kind of like, okay, we we don't really see much of that. We get kind of more character development. These two characters meet. um, I've forgotten her name, but she's, she. Uh, Oga. Oga, yeah. And we learn later that she is a competitive golfer and that's what she wants to do. They're kind of both called into the uh, principal's office or the teacher's office to talk about like, Hey, let's talk about what you plan to do with your life, which is this kind of stereotypical anime manga. It's I'm sure it's a high school thing that, that people in Japan actually do. I don't, did you, you, I never had to do this in high school. Did you ever have to do this? Like, tell us what you no, plan to do. Absolutely not. Like, yeah, they give I don't a think shit. this, I don't think America does this, but um, uh, well, maybe if you're like a valedictorian or something, they care, but, not <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe i i don't think so but um yeah this is we get uh we get haku talking to his like baseball star friend and it's again there's a lot of good foreshadowing here for for what we're gonna see at the end of the chapter of like this this baseball guy is telling him he's like hey man like you know you're selling yourself short you used to be better than me like you, because you were so good at sports it it drove me to be this good now i'm you know top top in japan high school or whatever you want to say um, yeah, and I, I think that's like an inter- it's it's kind of similar to why I liked the dog's red setup is like, you know, that the main character is living vicariously and is af- afraid of failure for some reason, but you don't know why. And I mm-hmm. think that's a good that's a good hook for the future. Yeah, it's really good. And it's a much more interesting thing than just like, I'm the happy go lucky dude and I've never played golf, but golf looks fun. I'll play golf now. Um, He's yeah. much more sort of like. Oh, you know, I'm the, I'm the second class character. You know, I'm the, I'm just friends with all the cool people. He kind of says in this bottom left panel here, you know, he's like, he talks about his friends. He's like, Takato, Masa, even Yuya, like everyone's growing up and finding their own path. 
and then it shows his little like uh planning for the future thing and it's like he's like or like no this is actually um oga's where it's like she's gonna go to the u.s and he's thinking like hey all these people around me have all these cool plans um and i i don't and i guess he's maybe thinking does he want to find him it's just really good i think like chapter one character introduction character writing for the for the main character this is the only part right now i i, I agree but this is the only part i, I found kind of like unnecessary i thought uh, i thought this was good goofs i i appreciated that the story had a little bit of a sense of humor to it um especially around sort of how cold and uh direct the the female main character is here she's like talking back to this old lady the old lady goes to like hit her and uh haku jumps in front and like takes the hit for her essentially i um i i do like oga's character because she is not played to be like a perfect person in any way she's like yeah is she kind of dishes to the main character the truth about how he's living his life where he is living vicariously and just ceding the main character spot to everyone else while kind of intentionally playing the side character role so he doesn't get hurt or whatever whatever yeah. his reasoning is uh, yeah. but he she says it so incredibly harshly and in a mean way that it's just uh it, it like upon initial read, you're like, wow, that was uncalled for, even though it was true. And uh, then, then she apologizes for it later. I, I like that, you know, She's a, uh, it's it's a really good example. And we we I bring this up a lot if you listen to the podcast, but the sort of those three character things of like um, protag protagonism, like protagging, right, going out, taking action um, and then sympathy and uh, skill or or competency. Right. Um, and the cool thing in this chapter is that usually in all in almost all of these sports manga, the character's competency at the sport starts low and goes up. That's kind of a classic thing or it starts, you know, medium and in the end they get better um, or they start, you know, maybe they start that they're really good, but they realize that the greater world has even more skilled people. Right. That's kind of what Haiku kind of does that with its two main characters where the they are really skilled in very specific areas, but they learn pretty quickly that everyone else around them is is also really good. So they have to get better. Um, yeah, and and I suppose more so what I liked is that usually these uh, these characters that spur on other characters are just correct in their yeah. analysis and their reads. And Oka was correct here, but she was so exceedingly harsh that it was unlikable initially. Uh, and I think that's that's pretty bold to make yeah. one of your main characters just exceedingly harsh, even well, even though I, she's right. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I and I liked I like her sort of cold, uh, you know, cold beauty kind of stereotype character. Um, but I think the thing that, that you mentioned earlier that I was going to go back to was that I think that it's interesting to have a character call out your main character for not protagging, for not going out and taking action, for saying like, hey, man, like you might have been competent. You know, you might be sympathetic, but you're not going out and taking action and doing something. Um, yeah. and, and I, and like, and she's literally saying like, I am like, I, cause she wrote down, like, I'm gonna go to the U S I'm going to be a golfer. I know what my plan is. I'm taking action. I, I, I like when characters do that, when they call out it, like, Hey, literally is telling us now that the main character is lacking in this, this protagonism in this, in this action taking, um, sort of character trait. And that's probably what he's going to start building up and he's going to go get it. He's going to play golf, obviously. So I like that a lot. The character calling out that sort of missing trait there. Yeah, because the main character, uh, his issue this this whole chapter was he's underselling his own agency and just needed a wake up call. 
Yeah, his own his own competency. He's saying, "Oh, I'm not yeah. as good as all my friends," but it's like all he like got second at swimming, right? Like right behind the guy who's a swimmer. The baseball guy told him, "Like you're, like you were way better than me for years." So, which again is all sort of cool uh, setup for the very end. I also really say that the action paneling in this, when Oga swings her golf club, like this is this is excellent. This is expertly crafted. I you're following sort of her her backswing. And, and her swinging through, her hitting the ball, um, just and really and, good panel, really exciting, sort of good actiony stuff here. And I, I like that the golf ball turns into like a water droplet bouncing off like the the like in the uh, page before this one at the oh, very yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah, uh, all all very good, all good stuff. Yeah, and I I uh, I think it was some of the comments on Reddit that I was reading where there were some golf people in there and they were like, Oh yeah. Like, because she swings this way and pivots like this guy again. Um, and I think this is true for all of these sports things we've seen for MMA, for dogs, red, for rugby rumble, and now for green, green greens that clearly the authors know something about their sport that they're writing. So that, which seems like a prerequisite, but you'd be surprised how many people will try to write things that they don't know and get pretty quickly called out. Um, and when it's something as real as a sport, I think you really have to know it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's really I, really I think cool the to see. People who that, don't know probably just lean into the superpowers of the sports, you know, like yeah, Crocodile Basket fast. versus um, yeah, right. <laughs> versus Slam Dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So apparently, her swing is like said to be really good, but had some specific thing to it. And then uh, later on, when we get to uh, our MC swinging the the golf club, it also. Uh, also had some comments that said like, "Oh yeah, if he swung like that and like that, it's going to do this, and that's really powerful or whatever." Um, but yeah, so he eventually goes on to, uh, to take what I, from the very little golf that I've played, I think he takes, what is it like an eight? I like not, this is not a driver. Um, he yeah, takes like yeah. a non-driving club that looks like a, like a chipper or a putter or something. I don't know. Like it, it was some iron. It was like a nine iron or something. It was like an that. eight iron. I think. Yeah. Which I, you, Gol get, golfers get in the comments don't, and tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't what does it mean? Us. What does an eight iron mean? <laughs> um, but anyway, so he ends up hitting it. And again, like I, as much as I praised the, uh, the sort of heavy action, you know, there's lots of action lines going on when Oga hits the ball. Um, I really like the visual simplicity of this, where it's like he hit the ball, you know, in the sort of the correct way. And it's like everything else is gone and it's him and the golf ball. And like, that's it. I think this is really cool. As someone who yeah. really likes minimalism, this is a great visual. This is a great spread here. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and then, yeah, so this is, and this is like you said, the sort of setup of like, this guy's going to be a good golfer because he's already like very physically fit and very physically competent because yeah, she's like, he's like, uh, Oka picks up the club after she sees him hit it. He's like, wait a minute. Like this is an eight iron. Like he hit it 180 yards with an eight iron. And she says like, okay, what is it? Uh, I managed 145 yards with an eight iron. That would be pretty respectable distance for a male golfer. Uh, for someone who's never played to manage 180 yards with an eight iron, how natural ability is like, obviously he just happened to hit it perfectly. He just happened to demonstrate 150% of his potential on a fluke. And she's like, that's not even funny. It's like, Golf is. Yeah. Simple. So the, I, I like how, uh, while kind of, uh, complimenting this guy's stroke of quote unquote luck, uh, which she even realizes it's not luck. She mm -hmm. also casually hits the male batting average for an eight iron. Yeah. Uh, as, as proof that she she can hold like as a petite woman, she she's also keeping up with a respectable distance for an average male golfer. That's mm -hmm. that's hype, too. Uh, 
it just shows that both of these guys are are both of these characters are in completely different ballparks than yeah uh, well and i mean and it's great it's just really good character building overall because it shows one that shows okay she has vast knowledge about golfing right she knows how far she can hit it. She knows what the average male golfer hits with it, what specific kind of club, you know, she knows that what he hit was 150th percentile. Um, so that does a lot of character building for her. It also shows her being like, angry, like mad that he's so good all of a sudden, which I've, you know, is something that I maybe not have experienced recently, but I remember in high school and stuff, right? Like, Oh, if you're really good at smash bros and somebody picks it up and you lose to them, like, it's like, Hey, like, wait a minute. I play smash bros a ton. and I just lost to this newbie. Like that doesn't feel right. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, a exactly. lot of people have experienced something like that, right? You like beginner's luck is that's a thing. Everyone talks about that. Everyone knows about it. Um, and she's kind of like, wait a minute, this is beginner. I, I think she's sort of trying to tell her stuff. Oh, trying to tell herself, oh, this is beginner's luck. But uh, I think we've been shown again with all this foreshadowing that this guy is like an uber athlete. He just hasn't like picked a sport or he's been sort of like second place in all these different sports things. And so maybe he's finally going to find his thing where it's like a golf is golf is the thing he chooses. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where you pour your blood, sweat and tears into something and someone does it casually and does yeah, it in better one, than right? you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but something else I really liked was we didn't end with a whole like, I'm going to join the golf team or like, Oh, like golfing is great. Look how great I am. Look how cool this is. Like, it's just, a, he's just kind of like, he, he did it. He hit it. We got a cool hit and he's in the tub and he's just thinking about it. Um, and I really yeah. like the, I really like the pacing of the chapter for that reason. We show yeah. our two characters. We introduce the sport. We show sort of the competency levels of where everybody is. Um, and we don't, we don't go, we, there isn't too much in chapter one, but for me, I think this is the right amount. Now I, I don't know if this will be the right amount for everyone. Um, I think this could be a little slow for some people. I heard some discussion of some people saying that this, that there was no action in chapter one. So they didn't like it, um, which is, is understandable. I, it was definitely light sort of on action things, but again, yeah, like you mentioned I, I guess at the it's, top. It's, it's understandable if you're a child, I suppose. Like, sorry, that's a hot take, but like <laughs> not everything needs to have fucking action. Um, no, well, and, and I think given, it's like given you mentioned, the, given the demographic, I, I would get, I would also lose patience with this if I was a child, For sure, but yeah. I, I think if you're like a teenager or an adult, this should, this should just be normally paced. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. And, and like you mentioned at the top, I do think that this comes across to me as it's going to be a bit more character focused over it's not so much about, oh, can he beat the next golfer? There's going to be more about him improving and making choices for himself and potentially about the girl, you know, uh, figuring out what she's doing with her life. I think both these main characters are going to figure out what they want to do with their lives along sort of alongside the the golfing that's going to happen. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I guess I'm just geared towards character focused stuff in general. I, um, I am, too. So which is, I think, why yeah. we've liked this and I'm, Maybe why we've liked all of the uh, sports stuff. I mean, like the least character focused one is probably like rugby rumble. But even that, I think, is pretty good. It's like I'm having yeah, that's that, the that, most that, fun. That was, maybe of all. That was fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I I liked Green Green Greens. Um, this week on Sunday, we get what is it called? Rui Rui Senki is, is the name of the new series. The, that is only one of uh, there will only be two new Weekly Shonen Jump things coming in. So replacing each no say and what else got canceled something else uh, else i remember but anyways yeah anyways. oh uh the i said gil oh gil yeah 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 
<laughs> we forgot about Gil again, bro. <laughs> I that's the most. It's weird because that is nowhere near the worst manga I've ever read. But boy, it is the most forgettable thing. It I've really read. is. I read seven really chapters is. of that. I can't tell you anything other than like no one's better with an axe than than me, and that's because that's a funny meme about how it got axed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really excited for the sort of, and this is weird cause I'm not, I'm like, I don't know about you Gautam, but I'm not really a sports guy. Like I watched a little bit of esports, you know, 10, you know, eight, 10 years ago. I watched a tiny bit of it now have never been super into sports, like never really gotten its hooks into me, but I'm really excited for like all four of these sports manga. I hope they all continue. This the reason we like sports manga is the same reason normal people like sports in general, it's the storylines. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it, this one has a interesting start. So we'll see where it goes. Hopefully it keeps up. The yeah, pace. I hope it can keep it up. I'm I'm very curious about chapter two and on here because this uh, this was a different chapter one than I expected. So I'm not sure I'm not sure where it's going to go exactly. So excited to keep reading it. Yeah, me too. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's talk about let's go a little bit more. Um, I guess let's if this is our slam dunk, let's talk about the Kuroko no Basket with a little bit of fantasy thrown in here. Um, this is a series called Ban O. This is by Watabiki Toshia and Akinai Garaku, uh, artist and author. This is an interesting little sh- story about a guy who's really good at shogi. And the reason that he's really good at shogi is because he's like 300 years old and is a vampire. Um, yeah, I love this one too. Yeah, this, this is, is great. A, yeah. Also, I think this is really good. Um, a bit disappointingly, we are not getting an official translation for this in the West yet. Um, this is a jump plus thing, but for some reason, I don't know that they just, it isn't translated. I, my guess is this is going to get really popular and we'll get a catch up translation sort of like kindergarten wars did, you know, maybe 20 or 30 chapters in, I think Bono, I think this is already up to like 20 or something chapters. So, uh, but yeah, I, we got I don't know. Translations, it, so. I, I, I hope we see an official, but this seems something this is like a slice of life shogi manga. So I have no idea if it pops off or not. But I thought it was very interesting. I, super interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, I I loved a lot about it. It's like a it's pretty chill. It's a slice of life about yeah. a vampire that is very good at shogi, not because he is like a genius or incredibly talented, but because he's had like 300 years to play shogi. Exactly. Yeah. There's a really interesting. Um, so eventually the first chapter just kind of goes like it shows him at his local shogi club. Um, all the kids kind of love him. I think there's a panel of that somewhere in here. Yeah. The panel of the kids loving him is right after he drinks a, like a gallon of pig's blood. Um, and it says, hey, this man is a vampire. Um, did you read <laughs> just the first chapter? Or did you catch up? I think there's four. Fan I only got to read the first one. OK, that's yeah, no big deal. Um, but essentially the plot is. He's really good at shogi, but he he never does competition, right? He plays with his club, and everyone knows he's, like, amazing. Um, and then he also plays online, which there's a funny little joke in Chapter 1 about that. Um, oh, I love that. that. That was a great little... Uh, this is super yeah, good, yeah. He mentions that he got much better in the last 10 years than the other 290 years because of online shogi, mm-hmm. and how, uh, he could just play strong opponents in his elo bracket nonstop. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's sort of like famous and the, I don't think I have all the panels necessarily, but it's, it's cool in chapter one. It's good storytelling to, it shows him when he's at his apartment at home, it'll show him on his computer, you know, with a voiceover, but doesn't really tell you what he's doing. Um, it hints at the existence. Let me see. Do I have five that panel in here? 
yes. Early on in the chapter here, the number one shogi guy. There's like a grand champion that, you know, you have to like work your way up and challenge. Um, he's just like, hey, the the interviewers asked this grand champion guy. They're like, hey, are there any players you've been keeping your eye on? And he says, hmm, he says, probably Gen, right? And it's like a name I'm not familiar with. He's like, oh, he's oh, he's only plays online shogi, but he has a very unique play style. Um, and then immediately after that, we see we see our main character drinking pig's blood, says he's a vampire. Um, again, lots of good storytelling here. So our main character is Suki, Sukiyama, is that his name? Sukiyami. Yeah, Sukiyama. Sukiyama, yeah. yeah. Sukiyama. Um, he is Gen, which again, good, good storytelling kind of reveals that to us. Um, this really well-known high-ranked player is like, oh, I'm going to stream and show off this new Shogi app. Uh, they get on the app and they immediately match against Gen and they're like, oh God. Um, and they get like, <laughs> they get like the floor wiped and, and Tsukiyama is just like, this is, this is boring. And this, this, I think this guy's a sixth Dan or a fifth Dan or something. There's rankings are like all the way up to. Oh, is that a guy? Is it a guy or a girl? I don't remember. I think I it's a girl. It a girl. I think it's a girl. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a girl. Um, but yeah, we, but I, I do love, uh, Gen's commentary on it afterwards is where he completely slaughters her. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he's like, God damn she was fucking good. Only she's only yeah. been playing 20 years and she's this good. It's like, I, I love that commentary because it seems like an absolute slam. And usually in these vampire stories, they like are condescending or looked down upon. Exactly. Humanity. Yeah. But here it's like, Oh, I had 300 years to get as good as I am. This yeah. person is almost as good in 20. Holy shit. It's really cool. It, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, of Fryrin a little bit where she's like, or Fryer has had thousands of years to practice her magic, but Fern comes along Fern, and is like yeah. better at some things are good, you know, in, in 20 again, in like 20 or 30 years. So uh, I, I do appreciate that humanity's strong suit in all of these stories about long lived creatures is that they are highly adaptable because mm-hmm. it's true. Um, but yeah, anyway, that I, I, I love it. I do you think he is, has a unique play style or do you think, he has a very traditional play style that isn't played anymore. So I I think um, a little bit of spoilers for the future chapters. It talks about this a little bit. It talks about how he uses strategies that have been like, quote unquote, like dead for like 50 years where it's like, oh, people used to like, I know a little bit more about chess than Shogi. I don't actually know how to play Shogi. I know it's very similar to chess, but also slightly different. Um, But there's certain openings that it's sort of like, oh yeah, you know, 20, 30 years ago, this was accepted as like, you know, these were the best four openings and now it's, you know, a different three or four or, you know, three of the four remain. Um, his, the, the especially it talks about with, with Gen, with the main character, is that he, like, will use strategies that are really old that nobody practices against anymore or that nobody ah, remembers. Good. And they're like, which is like, wow, why is this guy doing stuff from like the 1950s or the 1940s instead of like modern? He's not playing modern shogi. He's playing, um, he's playing any type of shogi he chooses to, right? He can play the old shogi. He can play the new stuff. He can play stuff from hundreds of years ago. It's just a cool, um, it's kind of like exactly what you said, where I, um, I like the idea that there's no such thing as like natural born talent. I think there are some people who are born, you know, predisposed to certain, uh, arts or, you know, if you're seven feet tall, you're going to be a good basketball player. There's no arguing with that. Um, but I really like the idea of, uh, of a highly successful person in a field getting there through hard work and not necessarily through, uh, well, I was really good at it to start, but more so like I wanted to be good and I spent a lot of time working at it and I worked at it and I got better and now I'm successful. Um, I'll call out 
This is something that I think um, Brandon Sanderson, who is one of, if maybe not the most like highest selling fantasy author. I mean, he has the highest funded Kickstarter of all time selling his four books that were published this year. Um, I, I think his first book is not very good. I mean, it's okay. It's probably better than maybe, you know, your average starting thing, but he wrote for years. Like he wrote, he wrote something like 15 books before he got one single one published. Um, and I really think that he's a really good example of something like this main character where it's like, if you just keep working at it, that hard work will pay off and practice like practice and good practice really can make you, um, you know, you don't have to be born special. You can just, you might have to be born a vampire in this case, but if you just work hard at something for long enough, you can be good at something. Uh, I, I, that is an idea that I really latch on to. So. And, you know, uh, I think the next manga we'll talk about, uh, this, that mangaka also kind of, I, I'd say had more of their weaker moments towards the start of their series. We're going to talk about One Piece, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it really ironed out uh, his style and his, like his writing style. It's yeah. like a fine, it's a fine polish at this point. Yeah. Um, well, and I mean, I think there's tons of manga you can talk about. I mean, even someone like Yusuke Murata, right? Who we, who we often quote as, you know, one of the best act, one, the best action artist, maybe the best comic artist of the modern generation. Um, I've gone back and read the beginning of I Shield 21 and it's good, but it's not as good as his like modern stuff. And he, you know, got there by working hard. I think there's a lot of mangaka that, that are in Absolutely. the sort of well-known position they are by practicing and trying over and over again. I mean, shit, bro, uh, look at attack on Titan's art, right? It yeah. went from, um, rougher, it went from bad, like straight up bad yeah, in the first you know, 20 or 30 chapters to like, really, I think pretty decent and good in the later chapters. It, it turned into something competent and professional because like at the beginning of it, we were, in it for the story. And by the end, the art was actually good, you know? Yeah. So, and I, uh, I do think that, um, yeah, for attack on Titan specifically, he was always really good at paneling and staging and spreads. And so there was some good art talents there, but yeah, the individual sort of pencils and stuff were not there. Um, I'm like one, one last example, Tatsuki Fujimoto, right. Published what, like 10, 10 one shots wrote fire punch, which had, you know, a, a medium amount of success. And now, you know, he authors chainsaw man, which is, easily one of the most successful shown in of the last five or 10 years. Uh, look back and oh, what's the other one and goodbye. Airy both won like tons and tons of awards when they came out. Um, he didn't just show up and get there, right? He started writing manga when he was like 16 or 17 and his publisher stuck with him and he kept, he kept writing, he kept making, kept doing one shots. Um, so anyways, I, I like the idea and it makes me like this main character that sort of, you can get there through hard work. You don't have to be born special. You don't have to be, you know, gifted or whatever. If you just work at it for 300 years, you'll be pretty good at Shogi. The grind set, baby. Yeah. Um, so, some really neat art. It's Shogi is not even as action packed as golf, I would say. So it's nice to see some panels and some lettering and stuff here that is uh, kind of flashy and interesting. Um, I think that this is a, a another smart decision by the by the author and artist to like, you know, you have to make things look cool in Shogi because it's not a very cool game. So... Uh, yeah yeah it's it's a board game right you have to yeah you have to stylize your panels more exactly which that which these two panels are really stylized and good um but yeah i mean that's that's bano i i think this is really good this one has a lot of potential a little bit slower uh but it's on jump plus so i'm not really as worried about it uh what i have been hearing on twitter mainly is that this is really really popular in japan uh bano. oh is it yeah so or at least sort of like greater than average for a jump plus series so uh very cool I, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy it's popular. It, it was a very solid start. So seems really good. Yeah. So that's, I mean, 
one more. So I, technically, I would say most Shogi series are sports series. Uh, so yeah, I mean, one more sports series on the pile. Yep. Cool. That. Uh, that's it for the sports stuff. Let's get in to One Piece by Aichiro uh, Oda. Um, we limit ourselves on this podcast, only talk about One Piece once a quarter. Uh, so I believe this is the fourth time we've talked about One Piece, maybe only the third, but I think we did four. Um, yeah. this, is our, this is our winter one. So we'll talk about uh, everything up to chapter 1100, which by the way, insane that there's 1100 chapters i remember chapter a thousand i think you probably did too that was what two two and a half years ago yeah um, and i gotta say it is fucking amazing yes still great um, for, for people who are who find the chapter numbers like the amount of chapters daunting um yeah i get it it is daunting but goddamn, do i wish there were more now that i'm when anyone catches up they, they feel like, oh, I wish there was more One Piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I know because I, I cut up, I think, like chapter, I'm trying to remember, like 940 or maybe like 970 or something is when I caught up. And as soon as I got there, I was like, yeah, I had to like train myself for a year to be like, One Piece is a once a week thing, not a like read <laughs> six volumes a day thing. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. I think of the think of the greatest media thing you've ever consumed that had an end and you say, man, I wish there was more. That's one piece for a lot of people. <laughs> we wish there was more. Yep. And there's so much of it. So um, let's talk about what's been happening. We're in the middle or maybe towards the end of a flashback for Kuma and Bonnie and sort of Vegapunk mm -hmm. and Dragon. These are kind of the main players going on here. Also, yeah. Uh, Saturn is kind of our, our main bad guy. Uh, so where we are now is Kuma has taken Bonnie who has, uh, what is it called? Like blue scale or like blue jewel disease or something. Yeah. Blue jewel disease, something like that. Basically she just can't go in the sunlight or she die and she has a bad disease and Kuma yeah. is trying to fix it. Uh, where we are right now, just a quick recap is that Kuma has talked to Vegapunk who is the Einstein of this world. Uh, looks just like Einstein. And uh, negotiated that if he is the subject for uh, if they use his genetic material because he's built like a fucking tank to make uh, weapons for like human weapons for the world government that Vegapunk will fix Bonnie or cure her disease. And he agreed. But since he's a revolutionary and a pirate, the government, this chapter said, hey, that is not OK. Mm -hmm. First of all, Vegapunk it's like. Fine, we'll we'll abide by this deal as long as you become you lose your bodily autonomy and free will and become a weapon for the government and you're not allowed to see Bonnie anymore. But we will respect the deal and uh keep her safe and let her go free as long as you agree to all this. And he says, yep. I and this is where you see the You panel. get this panel, yeah, which is again Oda I think Oda, in my opinion, draws the best crying faces like of all time. Like no one can do it quite one hundred percent. And this That's is another because, like absolutely gorgeous one of Kuma crying here, uh, like because crying is messy, you know. Yeah, it's, and, uh, yeah, exactly. Like this one, that. and and this reminds me of um, spoilers for One Piece, of course. If you're here, um, this reminds me of Luffy uh, when he sees Sabo again, and he's like, yeah. "There is a happiness, but there is still sort of tears for how emotional it is." Um, and there, there's always snot. <laughs> yeah there's always snot and tears yeah again like you said it's 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 messy and and i love that about the way uh the way oda draws it so you get sort of kuma getting tested on in this chapter and 
uh, Bonnie getting getting healed. Um, results are good. They send her back to uh, what is the kingdom, which I'm forgetting now. I, I forget too, but they sent her back to the church that she was raised in. But yep. before that, I, I want to talk about how Kizaru is with them throughout this whole process mm -hmm. and is eating the pizzas, enjoying the good times, dancing to the drums of liberation, um, yep. the Joy Boy stuff. And I, it is very clear with this flashback that Kizaru's friendship with these people is way deeper than any of us thought. We thought it was just like something off screen that they knew each other or they were like old colleagues or something. Right, yeah. No, no, he was actually friends with these people. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking back now because he um, when Bonnie showed up, he like acts like he knew her. Right. Wasn't that sort of the, the hint or, that we got earlier? And Santamaru was like, uh, hey, Pops is like, hey, you're not going to hurt Gramps, blah, blah, blah. It's like oh, and yeah. they were talking and Kizaru was not happy about it. And he's like, this is my job. Uh, it's like you, you guys are obstructing justice this is my job. I got to do this kind of a thing. Um, so while he wasn't happy about it, he he did what he had to do. But I didn't think that he was actually pals. You know, I thought this was just like an old colleagues and mm -hmm. he didn't, he'd rather not do this. Like akin to his relationship with Garp or something, you know? Right. Well, and um, I've and I've always yeah. felt like Kizaru and then who's the blind guy? Um, the blind oh, admiral? Uh, uh, purple something. A uh, tiger. Fujitora. Fujitora. Yeah. I, I've always felt like those two were the ones that were going to be that if if two of the sort of the, they're these vice admirals, right? Uh, they are admirals. Admirals. The, yeah. Um if any of the admirals were going to sort of swap sides or maybe like be a little bit more good leaning, those are the two that I generally thought like, okay, these guys seem like they're not all bad, right? The way that, uh, green bull and the lava. Kind of. Yeah. I, I, I thought Kizaru wouldn't get any development. I thought he would just be like one of the bad guys because he had like a constant shit eating smug grin on his face. I thought yeah. he was just like a kind of a more so a meme admiral where he would just show up and fuck shit up. But it's cool. Like we're we're actually getting stuff for him. Um, I, I don't know about you, Bruce. I think he one hundred percent flips over to. He's the most likely to be a flipper. Side, yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about. Yeah, I I definitely think uh, Fujitora and Kizaru. I see. I m my prediction is that there will be some. I don't know if it will be a like a moment later in the series or maybe like a sort of wave of slow building. Um this the sort of trajectory of luffy and the celestial dragons is is coming to a head and luffy is sort of gathering forces unintentionally mostly um to kind of go and fight against the celestial dragons that's what i'm feeling um <laughs> yeah, you're right. unintentionally is so funny because it's true but yeah yeah it's like he isn't he isn't his quest is not to gather all these people to fight the the government. That's not really what he's doing. He sees injustice or uh, uh, slavery or unfreedom and he fights against it. And when he does, all those people join him and will follow him to the ends of the earth, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. He's just on his adventure and he does like, he pulls over his car to stop like crimes he sees and then he yeah, keeps going. That's a good, <laughs> yeah, literally it's, yeah, they're just on the going merry and they stop or the, yeah, the going merry and they stop and they're like, oh, they help somebody with their car and then, yeah, but um, <laughs> but anyways, like I was saying, I part of me thinks that there might be like a single moment where it'll be like, OK, all of the people who are in the Marines will see the Celestial Dragons do something bad or something will be revealed. And then you'll sort of get a split 
Um, and I do think that Fujitora and Kizaru will be on the sort of good guy split, right? And I think that Green Bull and um, Akainu, right? That's the, the yeah, lava guy. Yeah. I think those two will be sort of like set in their ways, quote unquote, bad guys. Um, so I, I, that's, it's interesting, right? Because Kizaru is aware that all of these guys are Satan, you know, because like, you know, the Satan yeah. circle appeared a few chapters ago and he got summoned. Um, Kizaru is aware of all this. So I wonder when that split will happen to him. I wonder when he gets pushed well, too and, far. And this brings up, okay, do you, last time we talked about One Piece on the pod, do you remember we speculated, I think it was about, um, who was a member of sword? Like is Garp in sword is who's the yeah. ice guy. Um, um, Aokiji. Aokiji is Aokiji in sword. We had all these things. And now I'm starting to think like, okay, is like, are, are these two admirals maybe also sword? Is it, is sword like a bigger thing? Are they just on a, you know, I don't think Kizaru is, but I, I could see the blind guy, um, Fujitora. Yeah. Being it. Because he, he acts like counter to the government's interests. Yeah. He just like let them go in, um, like Dressrosa. Dressrosa, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. He just like saw him was just like, okay, I see you're doing good. And like, whatever, <laughs> like you can go. That's what yeah, always struck yeah. me as sort of like, oh, he just like didn't follow the world government's orders, which makes me wonder how Kizaru, when we get back to sort of uh, current day, how he's going to act going forward. Because part of me thinks that they might be characters who are like, well, if they let somebody else do this job, they're going to be all bad. But if I do it, I can kind of temper the the bad things that happen and do things my way, which I think is a little bit more just to see. Um, that's kind of the type of characters they strike me as where it's like, Yes, I'll be an admiral. Yes, I'll do what they tell me. But, you know, like I can do it in my way and I can, you know, lessen the evils that happen and be as good as I can in kind of a bad situation. Um, maybe something yeah. like that. And I, I to me, it seems like Kizaru is more lax with the rules. So same with oh, Aokiji yeah. and same with uh, uh, Fujitora. But and Garp I, is in the I, same I, where he's like and got Garp. Yeah. Definitely. But definitely Akainu and Green Bull seem like ladder climbing or they just uh, seem like they're just long. assholes, right? Like they're they're they're, huge <laughs> they're just jerks. Like so. yeah, they're huge assholes. Uh, so them too, I don't see changing, but the rest for sure. Yeah, like they're they're more flexible. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, I but loved, I, I love um, this page. I love. I was going to say I loved at the end of this chapter uh, when. Um, when Kuma is sort of added to the warlord list, you get the reaction of all the other warlords. Like this is like because this is flashback to essentially i'm trying to think this will essentially be like around chapter like 100 maybe 150 of one piece right because we've got um, honestly this is i think this is before maybe one a little piece before started because at the end we see luffy on is still on his east blue island right is he still so, on east blue okay oh yeah, yeah yeah he's young so this is like yeah yeah i, I forgot about this panel so yeah so this is like he's like maybe 10 or 11 here so this is like eight years it, before sailing i i can't eight tell, to ten something honestly, like that because like is that a straw hat on his back yeah so this I is think like so. after yeah so this is after like the sabo shit and well it's after sabo because we see sabo with dragon here right oh uh yeah you're right yeah so th this is before crocodile so maybe but, okay, if he's so, like 15 or something here i don't yeah, like a couple yeah, of years yeah. before he set sail i guess I, I think that's that's the timeline. Yeah, because well, I mean, a couple of things to place it right is like okay, Kobe we obviously have Don Quixote, we have Robin with Crocodile, um, and we yeah. know that she had been with him. I don't know if we know exactly how long, but they had been. Um, uh, what's the name it, of that group? They haven't done the Alabasta stuff, right? Yet. They, they aren't. They, they aren't in Alabasta. Yeah, 
Uh, it's uh, the Baroque works. Mm. Baroque works, yes. Uh, yeah, so we, and we see Mihawk just, of course, he doesn't say, just look at an explosion that he probably caused. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we see Kobe with, with Alveda. I just like, this is such a cool throwback for like, I mean, he's literally throwing back to like the first 200 chapters or less of One Piece. It's like, uh, like yeah. other than Don Quixote, who's post time skip, it's like, you're getting Crocodile. Uh, you are getting like Mihawk, Kobe and Alveda. And, and uh, you get Ace. Like it a young, nice you see a young Ace, you see like a younger a Blackbeard is, and uh, uh, Jinbei is there. Like, these are like all the other warlords, right? And then you, uh, oh god, there's so many names in One Piece. The yeah, yeah. Hancock. Snake, the Snake Isle princess girl, his name I'm forgetting. Um, Hancock. Hancock, Hancock. yeah, Bo yeah. Hancock, uh, and the guy uh, Perona from Perona and uh, the ghost guy. Uh, the Moria. ghost guy, yeah. Because I forgot that Gecko Moria was he's a warlord. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of the uh, most like forgettable. Like he was there for 50 chapters and gone. Like he's also probably the least deserving of that position, like power wise. Uh. Because, like, I mean, sure, in his own little island, he was strong, but uh, he got slapped around by Don Flamingo during the war. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah, true. Um, is, that, is that dude dead? I, I think we talked about this, but I, I don't, I if he's, if he's don't dead or not. No one really dies in One Piece except for people who sacrifice themselves, and even then, not always. Like, Ace is yeah. dead. Yeah, um, Ace, is, Ace, Ace is, dead, is dead, and that lion dude is dead from Whole Cake. Oh, Pedro, yeah. Pedro, yeah. Those might be the only two people that I can 100% say they are dead in One Piece. Like, I'm not even sure about <laughs> yeah. Big Mom and Kaido, to be honest. That's like, what I, I, don't, I think they might not be dead. They got, like, knocked into the core of the earth, and we're not sure. <laughs> we're like, not alone. Not. They could live. Like, <laughs> they, they got like, knocked into, like, an active volcano or something, and they're in lava flow right now. So, But I don't know. Kaido's survived worse, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get to see Dragon and Sabo and this girl whose name I forget, but she's important. Uh, Panda? Koala? 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 Koala. Yeah. Bonnie uh, Chan. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, yeah. I, this was this was so sweet. Uh, he uses her drawing as his Jolly Roger. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's tight. I, I love that. I, and I think this is another thing of proof that Kuma is still inside the robot uh aside mm -hmm. from all the proof we already have of course right well but. so let's i mean let's let's talk about that because we've seen so it is it is implied kind of at the end of this chapter or towards the end that the construction on kuma bot is complete and that according to the world government he should have all his free will removed and he should be a total slave um but pretty much everything we've seen throughout one piece starting with uh i would even say starting with where he makes um, Zoro take Luffy's pain, right? That's more of like, as much as that feels kind of like aggressive and like edgy in a way, like looking back on it, that's more compassionate of like someone saving their captain than what a robot, you know, the world government would be like, let him die. We don't, we don't like this Luffy guy. Like, just let him die. Um, and he gave, he gave Zoro the choice too, right? Like yeah. Zoro, none of them were in the state to beat Kuma and Kuma could have easily taken the whole Straw Hat crew in during that. Argument. Yeah, and he, but yeah. He didn't. And, and he does uh, later on, which again, which is the second time where I think he's proved that he is still uh, like the real Kuma, the real super nice guy is still alive inside the robot is when he separates them at uh, it's at the Saboti Archipelago, right? Where he shoots them all to different places. Yeah. The he, first he visit. Asks, where would you go if you went on a trip? Which is what he asked Bonnie like earlier mm -hmm. in this flashback. Um, and on top of all of that, he also defended the Sunny while they were 
all on their trips. Oh, so, I didn't think about that, but yeah. Yeah, he, oh. he got the shit beaten out of him just uh, sitting near the Sunny, defending it. And then once the Straw Hats were ready to reconvene, he left. Uh, yeah, but it, I mean, it's there's so much cool stuff in this flashback because I think it was last chapter or maybe two chapters ago, it shows Kuma going to all the locations that he later sends the Straw Hats to. Like the... He goes to like Hancock's Island and asks about curing when he's going, he's like searching for a cure for Bonnie. Right. And he, he goes to Hancock's. He goes to the, like the, the monster monkey Island with the guy that yeah. trains Luffy. Um, he goes and talks to dragon, which really sends Robin. Um, he goes and talks to, uh, uh, who's the, the other revolutionary army clown person, not clown person. Uh, which one? Gender changing. Uh, Devil Fruit. Oh, Ivankov. Yes. Yeah, Ivankov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sanji over there. Yeah. Who uh, Reese and Sanji. So, yeah, that's, I thought that, that's what just like, this is why Oda is the goat. Like, because, yeah. Like, other authors would have forgotten about it or like not have tied that together, but he makes the world so big by like making it smaller, which is, is so perfect, like, so, such perfect world building in that, like, Anytime you have a chance to tie things together with stuff that's already happened or places you've already been where they're important again, that's great. I mean, he just, again, he could go and, oh, he'll visit, oh, he visits like Drum Island and talks to uh, Kareha, right? Uh, which yeah. he doesn't send anybody there, but that's like, oh, we haven't seen, like, we've seen Drum Island like twice when like Chopper has gotten an upgraded bounty or something. Um, I get to go back there again, like all, all these great stuff, like ah, One Piece is good. And here's a question I have, and I completely fucking agree. It's so good. Uh, this chapter was fucking immaculate. As always. Yeah, this is why but we're talking I, about it. But uh, he doesn't really know that Luffy is Dragon's son. Because mm. even Cop didn't know, you know, and she oh, is I didn't like think about that. But yeah, the number of one She's number commander. two, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind Dragon. And if she doesn't know, then Kuma certainly doesn't know. Yeah. So why help the Straw Hats to this degree? I have to assume it's because he sees aspects of Joy Boy and Luffy. I was gonna, I was about to say, I think his buccaneer uh, blood past history with his dad showing him the joy and stuff. I think that Kuma is able to recognize, like, even if it, maybe he doesn't really recognize, like, this is Joy Boy, but he says, ah, uh, this guy reminds me of the hero, the hero from the stories I grew up on, and I'm gonna help him because that, I, that means he's a good person. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that is completely uh, what Oda is going for. Mm -hmm. And I at think least in my opinion, yeah. I wonder. So okay, let's let's think about um, where we are in the present day, right? Because the la one of the last things that happened in present day was Bonnie shows up, stabs Saturn, um, is bawling, and she had touched. There was a paw paw bubble in Vegapunk's lab on Egghead that, that Bonnie touched. So I, I, what I'm assuming is that this flashback is what Bonnie is, is saw or is seeing, right? Yes. I, I have, that's to my assumption that is, or something very happened. similar to it at least. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I think so. that she goes and stabs Saturn is that she knows that Saturn is the guy who, um, laid down the law of like, you have to give up your soul, become a robot, work for the world government, never see your daughter again. Like he was the one who kind of laid all those down in that call earlier. So um, her anger and the stabbing and the tears is fully justified. Uh, we've also gotten a confirmation. Bonnie is like, I'm trying to think Bonnie the, would be uh, maybe 12? like 15 or something. 14 yeah. or 15. She's like, uh, you saw her like true form when she was in the whirlpool, but she's like, she's still a kid. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because so if we assume that she's 10 when Luffy is however old he is here, um, that's like the age difference, right? Is that we assume she's 10 or 11, Luffy is... I mean, I, I, it feels almost even even more important to look at, like, how old is Ace? Because Ace is only two years older than Luffy, right? Or three, yeah. maybe? Um, so, so he Luffy looks like he's like, about 17 here, right? Which means Luffy's like 14. So Canonically, now Luffy's 19. So I think, I think he's like 20 canonically, right? With all the time oh, yeah. skip stuff. I think he's 20 or maybe 21. Yeah. But So she's like in her teens. Yeah, she's like 15 or 16 or 14 or something. So, yeah, um, I don't know if we've seen a version of her. We saw her as like a little kid with one of the time changing things, but uh, it's we, also we saw, interesting. We saw the true version of her. Um, you think we did? Yeah. OK, I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember exactly all the versions we've seen of her. Uh, the true version was when she was stuck in the whirlpool because uh, the, or the water, bubble, right? Was that it? It was like a whirlpool bubble. The water turns off devil fruit powers. Um, oh, right, right, right. So right. that was her true form. I'm that, trying to think because yeah. that looked a lot younger than I would have imagined. But maybe, yeah, maybe the time our timing's a bit off, and maybe Luffy's like 17 and that, and she's like, which would make her like 12 now or something, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I she she's approximately what we said, but yeah, um, so, she's young. Effectively, she's still a kid. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which which, which, which a lot why of people, every, every, everyone was saying like Vega Punk was like she's just a kid, don't hurt her kind of. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people had the, the theory about this even before then, like, because you I think because of the scene you mentioned where she's like in the bubble turns off. Shit, powers, dude, I and she's theory. a kid. I think, yeah, I was I, think even you mentioned this to me and I was like, nah, 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 it's it's something else. She's used to get to protect herself or I don't know. But. Uh, yeah, I I I think she should go to Wano and uh, date Momo because they are <laughs> going to have rough situations as adults. I yes, think. true. Um, It's uh, also interesting how we don't know how Bonnie got her devil fruit. Really? She just like had it one day. Um, and yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're going to explain that or not. I wonder if it's something that like maybe her mom gave her or. I'm assuming it's dragon? something big. Vega punk. I, Oh, or I maybe Vega punk. Yeah. Probably gave it to her because. Oh, that's, he, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. They all bonded and he participated in this thing. He knew was incredibly unethical that he didn't want to. So I, I think the bu bubble was a contingency in case things go sideways, like to give Bonnie these these flashbacks. Yeah. But I, I have to imagine like the aging fruit was probably something to disguise herself, you know? Well, no, because she has the power before they go to Vegapunk, right? When when No, but I I'm I'm saying Vegapunk there's a gap in the flashback, right? We we don't oh, know oh, okay. where Bonnie is now. I'm I'm I have to guess that Oh, wait, no, she did have it before. She that. had it before because she they're just like playing around before Kuma even sails to go lady. ask about it. And she turns into like a young. Yeah, like an older girl or a younger girl. Oh. or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know how she got it. Maybe it doesn't matter, but I. Yeah, like, I don't know. I may not explain it. Go into it, but yeah, curious. My guess on that is Dragon. I think the Dragon is a puppet master puppeteer behind and he maybe <laughs> sees important like this is Kuma's daughter, even though I guess technically no blood shared that maybe he's going to be a dragon is smart. Like, do you think he's like a, uh, I think, I think we are going, okay. I, God, I would love to talk about dragon. Literally the most interesting character in one piece to me right now. And like, we've yeah. gotten more dragon in the past 10 or so chapters than we've ever gotten before. Um, I think, I think dragon is probably a dumbass. Oh man. Okay. I'm of two minds of this, right? On, on one hand, you might be right. Why? Because if he's related to Garp and Luffy, yeah, <laughs> that kind of sets you in the, in the area of probably a big dumbass. 
Um, and on top of that, it's it's also because it's a very good gag to have this serious looking tattooed mysterious <laughs> character leading the biggest rebel force of all time just be one of the Luffy's, you know, just not know the, anything. The yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's also yeah. like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of more of the opinion that he is probably what is it they'll say like oh you know that gene skips a skips a generation or whatever i think <laughs> yeah. this is a skip generation thing right i because i think that imagine garp this like goofy lovable foodie guy having a son who is like so dead serious about everything yeah. i think that dynamic is funny i also think that the dynamic is funny of imagine the most dead serious guy imaginable having monkey d luffy as a son like <laughs> yeah so I, I all three of them being idiots or him being super serious i think they're both good gags I tend to think that he's probably more serious. I don't think we've ever gotten any hint that he's anything but like a serious, smart leader who like yeah. is very sort of dark and dour. Um, I feel the, like it would have been through much at some about point, his actual but, personality, right? Yeah, we like, don't. I mean, we see him, uh, we see him like drinking and laughing a little bit with Kuma, but nothing like super over the top. So yeah, I don't know. I, I can't wait to like a part where Luffy meets dragon because I know man, it's gonna, that's it's, it's going to be so anticlimactic in the best way where Luffy just doesn't care. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, uh, and, and it's gonna, it kind of reminds me actually, honestly, of like the, the live action thing where the end of one of those episodes, uh, Garp is chasing Luffy and he looks back and he's like, grandpa. Like I yeah. liked, like, I like that reveal. And I think cause has, from what I understand, Luffy has never met dragon, right? Or at least not while he was like, conscious like or you know above the age of three or whatever he didn't even know he had a dad yeah okay like (laughs) yeah okay it's the perfect name yeah no no it was uh it was after water seven and garp uh luffy uh and garp like meet up again and garp's like oh yeah by the way uh your your dad is dragon i heard he helped you out and uh, oh yeah whatever and he and luffy was like i have a dad and he's like yeah (laughs) i (laughs) yeah I don't think, well, I do think that we, obviously, I think we will eventually get Dragon and Luffy together. I think that when they meet, I think it will be Garp, Dragon, Luffy all like reconvening at the same time. Because yeah, to me, that yeah. seems, that seems more energetic and reunion. fun than just being like, here's Luffy meeting Dragon and here's Dragon reconnecting with Garp. Like, I think it's all three of them together and it's, you get the like, I'm disappointed in you, son, from Garp, and the like. I'm proud of you, son, from Dragon, but also come help me with the revolutionaries. And if he's going to be like, no, I'm a pirate, they're like, like all need- they all sort of like don't yeah. want to do what all the other ones want them to do. Like they don't want to do what their dad wants them to do. Uh, yeah, whatever it is, we all know like the trait of being hard headed and independent runs mm-hmm. in that family. Yeah, and for sure, I think Dragon has that. Yeah. Surely has that dog in him. So. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Garp is 100% not dead. I, I have to believe he is such oh, for sure. an entertaining fucking character. too. Well, and uh, yeah, I mean, I forgot about that, that we got the Garp stuff like three or four months ago. And I think when we last talked about it was when we were talking about yeah. the Garp, Aokiji, Kobe, uh, Helmepo stuff. So and, and surely I would think because I think because Oda is so good at this. The reason he showed us all that Garp stuff and then now maybe he's slowly. I think that a large portion of kuma's backstory although it is obviously kuma focused i think it's to start to bring dragon into the story like because i you know he's important for the end game for the end of the story i have i've said you know since i've read it and since we've been talking about it i've always thought that the um the pirates will eventually sort of fight each other right like luffy and blackbeard is 
either the end fight or the penultimate fight. I haven't really decided, but um, Revolutionary Army versus World Government is sort of the l- large scale thing. And I know a lot of people think Luffy's going to be a part of that. And I think he will be too, but I think it's more important that we understand um, like Dragon and his position. And we also got more Dragon in like Vegapunk flashbacks, right? Didn't we have a Vegapunk flashback or two uh, in Egghead that also had Dragon on Ohara, was it? After that gets yeah, taken yeah. out? They, they, him and Vegapunk were buds. Um, yeah. I mean, like easily in 2023, we've gotten like, 12 times as much dragon as the whole other 27 years of one piece or whatever it is. So, and five times as much shanks. So no shanks was last year, believe it or not. Oh, was that last year? Wow. It all, it all blends together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was last year. So, Hey, you know what? That's a good follow up then shanks, then dragon. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, it's the perfect way to do it. There was a lot of questions surrounding Kuma that needed to be answered. And I think this did a perfect job of answering it. It's excellent. Yeah, I Akuma is a fully fleshed character now um, on a reread, which I think I'm going to do at some point. Uh, it's he's going to be an even more cool thing to see and see if uh, see if everything lines up properly. And, and Oda knew about this, knew about this at the time or not, which I think he probably did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I who knows, right? Like this dude is so fucking talented. So, it's crazy. Like, he, he has these pulls that. He just remembers things he wrote so well or or he's got them filed away in the right or way. He's, yeah. yeah, he's got he's got his organizational skills on point for sure. Something like that. But yeah, in any case, uh, this is our quarterly One Piece discussions. Any final thoughts, Bruce? I am excited. I think this ends probably next week, maybe in two weeks. Um, I think we get back to the action. I think it'll be interesting to see, like we mentioned, how Kizro reacts, uh, what Bonnie has to say. What's going on? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm fully of the opinion that, you know what? Dragon might just show up at Egghead. Like, that's a thing that could happen. I would not doubt it at this point. Um, I, yeah, honestly, it could happen. I, o- it, Oda just does crazy shit that I don't expect. So One it could Piece very is, well happen. It's, it's so weird because One Piece is so, it's so well-structured that it is actually pretty, I don't want to say easy, but like, you can make good arguments for a lot of plot things. People guessed that Luffy was Joy Boy, you know, years before because there's a lot of evidence for it. People guessed a lot of this stuff, um, but it's so hard to tell you what's going to happen in the next chapter of One Piece. Like, you just yeah. don't, you can never know. Yeah, and it never feels like an asshole. Which, no, which it, it always makes sense. Except, yeah, for Pel, except for some early stuff like Pell's death and whatnot, but that aside it, it always well, again, feels good that's that's the like no one dies in like no one dies in yeah. Piece, except for yeah like, except for ace and the lion dude whose name i forgot oh right pedro <laughs> pedro yeah it uh, doesn't matter pedro would have uh, pedro would have mattered if the if carrot joined the straw hats but she didn't that, so it's it, like okay doesn't matter now yeah I, I, you know what good i i didn't want carrot to join the straw hat dude i don't we know have, man, we, her her moon form or whatever was pretty sick. That was, I, I, I like her. We, we, we just, I, I feel like we're just stocked up on the crew already. We're good. Yeah. Uh, and if we introduce another straw hat member, we'd have to put aside an arc to develop them, you know? So I think we're yeah. fine, but yeah. in any case, uh, I think that's it for our one piece talks. Yeah. All right. Let's go over a little bit of news. I think there's just one or two things here. The big one for me was we got a trailer and studio announcement for and Dan anime. It's here and I'm hyped. Um, Hell yeah. Science Saru is the studio. This is the studio who brought 
You uh, keep your hands off Izokin, which is amazing. And recently, the uh, Scott Pilgrim anime. Oh, did who's they do that? Sub- who subtitled? Yeah, they did. The Science Sorry did that. So. Oh well, I guess we're in good hands. The yeah, I, I mean, potentially most well known for uh, Ping Pong the animation. So I oh, mean, damn. Okay. And the the guy directing that is um who is the Ping Pong the animation guy? Is it Yuasa? Is that his name? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember who that guy. The guy who did Ping Pong the animation who is. Very, very, very highly regarded. Has I think two or three sort of. Um, he's like a mentor to two or three of them, and one of them is the one who is in charge of Dan to Dan. One of the other ones I think was in charge of Scott Pilgrim. So, yeah, I do think we're in good hands here. Um, this is not a studio I would have picked. I know that I've always kind of leaned, um, like uh, the maybe the bigger studio. Science Star is a little bit smaller, but I do think that this is. If you've seen Ping Pong the Animation or Keep Your Hands Off Izokin, um, that kind of zany, wacky style is, I think, exactly what Dan to Dan needs because that's it's already has it. So, yeah, this is this is a, a solid fit. Izokin had like a variety of different animations yeah. because that's what the show is about. So and that kind of fits the weird world of Dan to Dan where you go from normal Tokyo to uh weird dreamscape plans and all that shit um yep so yeah i don't know that, that that's a perfect fit the trailer looked fucking great yeah um the other thing i wanted to mention is we got a trailer for the wit studio produced suicide squad isekai um oh i didn't get to see that one i uh, will link that to you after it looks pretty fun i'm not gonna lie it's uh it shows basically all the classic suicide squad it's harley king shark deadshot uh, I think I saw Peacemaker in there, Captain Boomerang. So it's like the whole crew. They all get isekai'd. Uh, I, I think as someone who abhors and hates the isekai genre, like 99% of it, I think I hate. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for that. I mean, Studio Wit, they've had some of their issues. But I do think that they're a generally a good studio if you're you know, just watching it outside of the problems that they've caused. Um yeah, it's, I, it seems yeah. pretty good. I'm kind of excited for it. I, as, as someone who grew up on DC Comics, that's kind of what got me to this uh, point in my life of reading manga daily. Uh, this is very exciting for me. I hope they keep it as irreverent and crude as like the the newest Suicide Squad movie by James Gunn. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be quite as violent. It definitely does look like it's going to be more of sort of a comedy. Uh, yeah, comedy action series, I would say. As it should be. Perfect. Yeah, I, which I, yeah, which again, I think is totally perfect. So um, I think those two anime announcements are all that I had. I don't know. Did you see any other news or anything? Uh, oh, Death Note turned 20 years old. Congrats. We're all getting very old. Uh, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> sucks to yeah, hear. Uh, that does suck. Um, yeah, n- nothing else on my end, really. Cool. Uh, oh, I, I probably had something that I just forgot. But there was, there was one thing I wanted to bring in just because we were having, uh, we were discussing earlier about... Um, all the sports manga stuff, the highest selling manga in 2023, because uh, we're recording this December 1st, you're watching this December 2nd or after when it comes out. Um, The highest selling manga in 2023. Is it Slam Dunk? No, Slam Dunk was like sixth. It's actually Blue Lock is the highest selling manga. So that is coming off of uh, at the end of last year, Japan had the World Cup. Big soccer boom, blue luck anime, I think hit like at the exact same time, like I think late last year. Um, so starting in December is when this uh, sales tracking would have started. It would have been December 1st to November 30th. How many days in November? I have no idea. Um, 
but yeah, so the, the, and this is, this is pretty notable because the last time that a, a Spokon, which a Spokon is a, um, classically structured sports manga in, in the way that it's the point of the sport is to win it all, right? The, the main drive of the main character is to be the best and win it all. So, um, Ace No Diamond is a, is a Spokon, uh, Akane Banashi kind of talked about this is kind of structured like a Spokon an interesting one. Um, but yeah, Blue Lock is the, is the most sold, um, most sold thing with over 10 million copies sold. Um, we can go through the top 10 right now. Uh, as you mentioned, Slam Dunk is on there. Slam Dunk is at number six. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen at number two, we had a bunch of anime for that one. That's also hitting its stride, getting towards an end in the manga from what I understand. Not surprising. One Piece in third this year. Uh, I believe they had one less volume than usual. Maybe there are only three volumes this year as opposed to the usual four. Uh, one Piece in third, seven million copies, still selling tons. Insanity, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Blue Lock probably had like four or five, no, probably five or six volumes, and One Piece has three, and it's like, okay, mil- still in the millions. Um, Oshinoko in fourth place actually is pretty cool. Uh, oh, that's tight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that also had the anime this year. Um Chainsaw Man right behind Oshinoko, a little over 5 million for that one too. Uh, still going strong. And I guess that's also coming off sort of the late, uh, late anime last year. The anime I believe finished in December for that one. Right. So people would have picked it up. Um, Spy did Family. Fre- did, what was Safrera and Boost like? Uh, did, is it on the list? It is not on the list. It might show up next year would be my guess. Um, I, I, I would guess yes. Because, because the anime is going to boost it up and then it's going to release volumes. It, I mean, it was also on hiatus for a lot of this year, remember? Um, yeah. I think yeah. early on in the year to help with the anime and then later on in the year for, for other reasons. So, um, uh, have you have you seen the anime? I have Any seen scenes. I have not sat down to watch it. I should. It's fucking, Im- it's immaculate. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, it, it looks great. It is just the manga, but better for uh, the reasons we talked about. Yeah, some of the action stuff the I've action. seen. Yeah, which is where when we've discussed Friar and I've always always talked the action Friar and is not that good, <laughs> not really well action paneled or drawn. It's cool and the it's it's good because the characters and the story gets you there and you're hyped to see what happens. But the actual paneling of it is not great. So that's exactly what I wanted to see from the anime. And I have seen and the, the scenes. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Fern walking slowly and doing shit, and it is awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's fucking sick. Um, but yeah, yeah, what do we got? Uh, Spy Family at number seven, another anime thing. My Hero Academia at number eight, and then finishing off Tokyo Revengers and Kingdom at eight and nine. So those are the most sold, uh, the top 10 sales for manga in 2023. Got it. Yeah. And speaking of, Hey, since it is the end of 2023, keep an eye out. If you're still listening, we are going to have our very own manga awards show coming up in the middle of December. So don't miss that. But with that, I think we are done with the news. Gautam, what have you been doing this week? Tell me, tell me what's going on here. I've been playing, uh, I love tactics games like uh, Fire Emblem, uh, Advanced Wars, uh, what have you. They are all great. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. I've been playing Persona 5 Tactica. If you liked Persona 5, then, and you like tactics games, then Persona 5 Tactica is just pretty fantastic all in all. Uh, I am surprised as to how good like the quality of this game is. Like the the cutscenes, uh, the art style, everything really just works. It's a chibi art style, but like mm. it just looks polished. It's just a polished game. Um, so and it's long too. It's like a long fucking tactics. It's like fifty five oh, required missions and like a 
bunch of optional ones. It's like, I feel like all tactics it, games are pro- like I, one of the games that I've poured the most time into ever was final fantasy tactics advanced. Cause you could just endlessly play that game. Like you could just do missions over and over again to level like, you know, Oh, I want this guy to have levels in Lancer and Dragoon. And I just, I played that game for like 2000 hours when I was a kid. And you know, luckily I, I don't think this is a grindy game because characters don't like level up in the traditional sense and all that. Um, so every piece of content feels like it's new as in, you don't have to grind for stuff, but I, I actually like the grinding part of like, I loved grinding in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, you know, that, because yeah, the, I did too. the loop was fun. Uh, so that's not like an issue I have with these, but this is kind of unique in, in the way that there is no grinding. It's just a straightforward, straight line game kind of a thing. Cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's cool that if you like Persona 5 and then you like any other type of game, they have a game for you. There is a Muso action version. There is Tactics. There is... They release some other spinoffs. There's like a dating sim. There's like they have cashed in on Persona 5. Persona 5 came out in 2016, I think, or 2017. It's that like almost just, it's just it's just styling. You know, it's just it's a, a great. Game. I mean, yeah, it's a great game. I, I really like Persona 5. The original oh, by the way, the music in it is also very good. I mean, uh, yeah. re- regular Persona 5 and this the the same like lady who's saying you never see it coming. Uh, that, that yeah. song, uh, that's, that's in my Spotify random. Yeah. That's a great, it, it is a great like workout song. Uh, but yeah, good game. Cool. Uh, I am getting ready to visit the land of the podcast. I finally, hell yeah. I've gotten Big. the chance to go to Japan. Uh, I leave in like one week and six hours or no, like eight hours from now. So, is it, uh, does it feel uh does it feel real yet it's starting to feel really real i i, I knew that it was going to be late but like today i was like oh crap like do i have everything i need and i was like no i do not and i asked my friends like hey do i have everything i need and they're like oh you might need like a neck pillow like i got i spent like a hundred dollars on amazon like today <laughs> like yeah yeah because i was just like oh crap yeah i do need a neck pillow um i don't a bunch of my stuff charges and it's just from oh no what is it my i have these these headphones that I used to listen and they charge using this like flat USB a thing, but the, uh, the charger thing I bought doesn't have just like a USB slot to charge. So I had to buy some of those. Um, so I bought like travel pants. I bought, uh, some snacks. It's yeah. And I have comfy. Do you have, uh, shows, uh, sorry, shoes with good soles. I, I bought I bought I bought inserts for shoes yesterday to try them out. Like, I bought oh I, I had to buy I bought laces. I bought new laces for my shoes because I still have the same tennis shoes from when I got my dog when he was a puppy and he chewed the ends of them. So I'm gonna <laughs> like I'm gonna like relace my tennis shoes. I'm gonna put the the inserts in if I think I need them, which I think I'm just gonna do it anyways. Um, try to break those in a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's like it's happening, and I don't like I don't have a plan because so I'm not a planner, but I have a list of things that I want to do. So. That's the best way to vacation is just to have a like kind of a guideline um, yeah. of of things that you can fill your time with and things to hit, but mostly keep it loose so you can uh, adventure. Yeah, I did find um, one thing that I definitely want to go do is there is a ramen museum uh, that's in sort of southeast Tokyo uh, that I they let you go. And it's like the history of dried ramen and all ramen in Japan. And I don't know if I'll understand any of it, but apparently you get to the end and you can just, there's a bunch of ramen places you can order. So I'm going to go there and eat a bunch of bowls of ramen. Hell yeah. That's going to be so exciting, man. I'm, I'm psyched for you. Just looking at this picture, makes me excited. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a little anxious and nervous just because I'm going alone, and it's like I still don't like I'm literally sitting here. It's like I have my I have my uh, Hiragana flashcards in front of me. I have I I had yep. my word flashcards. I've got a workbook that I need to start working on of like learn the language. Um, but I have to do that. You, do you that don't need to know shit if, if if to have fun. But of course, knowing the language uh, definitely helps. But you're gonna have a great time regardless. I can yeah. just guarantee you that right now. Um, I've gone on solo trips twice to Japan. And it was fucking fantastic. I actually didn't want to come back. I that what that's the thing I am most afraid of is like when you take a, like a long weekend from work and it's like even worse when you have to go back. I'm afraid that this is just going to ruin me in the sense that oh, I'm going it's to go ruin there. You. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, because because like I I didn't really feel like I went to London right and I took nine mm-hmm. days. Oh, uh, this is a while back. It's a cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, and. I had an amazing time, but after seven days, I'm like, I'm ready to go back home. Uh, but Japan, I'm like, I don't want to go back home. You know, yeah. like it, this sucks. I just want to keep exploring and doing stuff. It's so fun. And there's so much. I mean, so I'm only going to Tokyo and there's so much to do in Tokyo that it's like I'm there for like 13 days, I think, or 12 days. And it's like there's the list of things that I could do there is like so incredibly long that there's just there's no way there's like. There's hike. I like, I th- I don't think I'm going to go see the Gundam. Like there's so many other things to do and it's like a little out of the way for me. It's like, I just like, I do kind of want to see it, but go back and see it another time. But yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, there, there's infinite things for you to do. You'll have a great time. Yeah. Uh, so, take a lot of pics. Yeah. I was going to say you should, you might see maybe on this channel, a couple of, a couple of videos showing up. I'd like to go into, um, as many bookstores as I can while I'm there and take some videos and maybe post, uh, maybe I'll post some shorts or something. Yeah. Post um, some shorts. Yeah. Cause I'd, I'd really, I'd really like to know. I mean, we talk about the sales and the bookstore owners and the awards that these bookstore owners give out. Um, so I, I'm very excited to go in and see like, you know, what's being advertised, what's on the stands. Is there something that no one's translating that I can grab? Um, so yeah, really excited to just, I like one of the most exciting things for me is like, I, I just want to go into a manga bookstore and see what it's like. Cause there's yeah. so, so, so much stuff that we just never hear about or see over here in the West that is just going to be lining the bookshelves there. So it's exciting. For sure. Yeah. And uh, you can uh, uh, snag me a, a copy of One Piece, huh? Oh, you want a, the most recent volume of One Piece? Or... Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it on the Internet and uh, I'll get like sued for a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely planning, um, I think we talked about this, definitely planning on bringing myself back a copy of the Weekly Shonen Jump full magazine that gets published there in Japanese, but I think I'm going to get one for you too. And then we'll oh, yeah, yeah. Out. Just grab me one of those instead. That's, yeah. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, I we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to try to maybe just like post some shorts of, and tours of stuff in there just to maybe get some people in, but who knows? We'll see. Absolutely. Uh, but that's like, this is probably also my one more thing next week because this is like all that's going to be on my mind in the next seven days is getting ready and making sure that I don't mess anything up here because uh, it's it's a lot so yeah totally fine i my one more thing is like tft every every other week so. yeah i've been playing a lot of tft too so we can yeah <laughs> we'll talk about that offline uh yeah. cool guys hey thanks you thanks to all of you again for listening or watching um don't forget to leave us feedback leave us some comments um what's your favorite spokane manga sports manga let us know. Uh, where do you think One Piece is going? What do you think happens? Do you think a dragon is an idiot or do you think dragon is a smart man? Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Let us um, know. 
yeah, we really, we really appreciate your comments. Uh, we really appreciate you watching or listening. Um, check out Twitter and Patreon linked in the description. Gautam, don't forget to tell our viewers goodbye here at the end. Goodbye viewers here at the end. <laughs> Thank you for being with us yet again this week. And don't forget to read more manga. Thank you.